What's up, everybody? Thank you for being with us. We apologize for some technical difficulties off the top, but the important thing is, at least for now, we're here and hopefully here for the next roughly 50, 55 minutes to talk all things NFL Football Sunday, Week 7. It is just a couple days away. I'm excited. You're excited. I can tell you, Eric Lindquist, he is definitely excited. You can't keep this guy still. I'm Adam Kaufman. Thanks for being with us. This is the NFL Yahoo Sunday look ahead show. I, I call it something a little bit different, Eric, every time that we host this show. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, that's my entire childhood is being told, Eric, be quiet, sit still, doing whatever. But it's nice now because my job is just talking and being loud and getting to yell louder than everybody else. So uh, it works out well. I think I found the right calling. See that? Pay me. Pay me so I can be louder, <laughs> please. That's great. <sighs> it's so great. Jumping, screaming from the mountaintops. We got a 10-game NFL Sunday to look ahead to. That is on the main slate, of course. Key teams, This, especially for you people that out there use the season-long Yahoo, which, of course, is not something we'll be spending much, if any, time on here in this particular show. But, hey, shouting out our sponsor. And, look, we play Yahoo season-long leagues. A lot of people hit hard by the bye week, uh, pretty much uh, across all teams that they have. My goodness. I mean, you got the... The Bills, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Jaguars, they've all got the bye. On top of that, Colts, Niners, Saints, Seahawks are the primetime games. And, of course, last night, pretty much as advertised uh, in, in every way imaginable, from Dearness Johnson announcing his presence to the game being low scoring and neither quarterback playing particularly well, coming in well below that over-under. And, of course, it was a close game. Won by those Cleveland Browns, 17-14 against the Broncos to begin week seven. But uh, yeah, before we do look ahead, how about we just we celebrate Johnson, my friend? Dearness yes, yes. Johnson, he went crazy. He's awesome, too. This is maybe the easiest guy to cheer for ever. All the stories coming out about how he hit up every single team of the Alliance Football League yeah. for a tryout after he got let go by the Saints. He was down fish boat captaining in Florida. Mm. He was... Uh, he's he's like the eternal man of mystery running back three. And now he's getting shout outs from LeBron James and geeking out over it. He just seems like a great dude. And holy mother of God, he ran the football so well. I mean, you want to talk about running backs don't matter. Taking one in the win column. There you go, Dearness Johnson. So I picked him up on on two of my season. Good idea. I, I would have picked him up on all three if I could have, but he was already snatched up one other place a, a week ago when you know Nick Chubb originally had the injury. Mm-hmm. And of course, Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt unavailable last night, as we know, which is why everyone was rushing to the waiver wire. And I just I wasn't watching at the beginning, and I just kept getting these the notifications on my phone like big play alert. You know, Dearness Johnson in the red zone, all these different things. I'm like, holy, let's go. And yeah, he was awesome. And like you said, an incredibly easy dude to root for. Just seems like yeah. such a, you know, a, a sort of mild mannered, like good dude. And I know they were asking him post game about how, you know, if he ever thought like sitting on those boats and, 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 mm-hmm. and you know, doing his other job, you, do you think this day will ever come? And, uh, it's just, it's great. You love those it, stories. That's what sports, that's what makes sports sports. And I know we cover things from a fantasy football angle, but from a sports angle, we're mm-hmm. fans. You and I are geeks when it comes to this stuff. I know you uh, from yeah. doing shows with you that uh, you're New England born and bred. And that's kind of, that's mm-hmm. kind of your life. And for me, I'm from the Midwest, Minnesota sports. It's kind of my life. And you think about all the fun stories though, in sports, it kind of was like cheering for a 12 or a 13 scene in the NCAA tournament with the Ernest Johnson. Sure. It's like, yeah, you, you absolutely are Cinderella. I'm going to cheer for you from now until eternity. Tell you what, I'm glad we got to enjoy it in prime time too. So yeah. the whole world 
I mean, it would have been just as special for him, obviously, and for his team if it happened on a Sunday during the main mm-hmm. slate. And, you know, you only kind of caught wind of it if he was either on your team or you're watching, you know, the Red, Red Zone, Zone channel or something yeah. like that. But, you know, for the, for the fact that we could all watch it on a Thursday night and, uh, and, and the hype was real, you know, you didn't know, all right, is it going to be Johnson? It's going to be Felton. Who's the RB1? Sure enough, it is him as, as most of us speculated. And, you know, obviously uh, cashed in for a lot of people. So it was great. Hopefully anyone that built a single game lineup last night, you had him in that superstar spot for Yahoo, mm-hmm. for sure. Let's tell you a little bit about Yahoo Fantasy, and then we'll go position by position looking ahead to Sunday. Waste no more of your time with what is behind us. Strictly review what is in front of us, of course. But first, we've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season. We're very excited to do so. Bring it some great offers, obviously. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Shame on you for not jumping on earlier. You could have had two free months. One free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you have to be new to Yahoo. That is the big caveat here. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. It's really just that simple. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. And we will reach out to you via email with your coupon. If you need limited, uh, immediate access, you can email support at osmo.com. Please do, and we'll get you all set up if you want to get going here tonight, obviously, with uh, other sports or obviously on Sunday as it relates to NFL. You can also claim a free $10 below that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, folks. Make sure you use our DFS tools and projections specifically designed for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. And just, Eric, as I tell everybody out there, use those DFS tools. That's what we do in order to help us do this show, obviously. So let's get into the quarterback position. The projected high scorer, according to our own Alex Baker, Osmo himself, on this Sunday main slate is none other than Patrick Mahomes. He is also tied for the most expensive guy on the slate, but he is the most expensive quarterback. He's $40, comes in projected at about 25 points against the Tennessee Titans. And uh, just beneath him, similar projections for Kyler Murray, 24 points, Lamar Jackson, 24 points, Jalen Hurts and Matt Stafford on that main slate. They're in that 22 range. The uh, salaries really range. For instance, Stafford is $31. So you got massive value on him compared to those other guys, everybody else, 35 and up. But again, that top trio, that top tier, Mahomes, 40, Murray, 39, Jackson, 38. Who do you like best? So let's start by talking about the overview of it before I get into like my specific takes on quarterback, because running back, we have D, uh, we have Derek Henry sitting up there at $40, Aaron Jones at 33, Daryl Henderson at 27. There's a huge gap as you work down in salary there. Wide receiver, you have all your expensive options, 35, 35, 34, and then it drops down to 29 at Antonio Brown. He's out now. So $28 would be your next available there. And at tight end, it's Travis Kelsey and then everybody else. He's at $28 and then it's 21 and down. I think it's a pay up for quarterback kind of week just as a result. And I think that that's what we're seeing in the roster ship. Patrick Mahomes sitting at 15% and Kyler Murray at 20.3%. I think that that all makes a lot of sense to me going up against this Tennessee secondary that is just hemorrhaging yards. I mean, it is not a good defense. And we know that they're trying to slow down these games and just let Derrick Henry do what Derrick Henry does. It's working pretty well in a lot of regards, obviously against mm-hmm. the bills uh, that became the Super Bowl favorites after their dismantling of Kansas city. Uh, they made them look inept uh, just by running the ball all over them. And, uh, but I, I still just like Patrick Mahomes. There's, there's no way that you're not going to like him. Very clear path. Tyreek Hill practice today. That makes me excited to have another massive playmaker there. I will say though, the, the thing that really shocked me about it 
is he's not projected for the most yards on the entire slate. Him and Tom Brady are at 293. We have Matthew Stafford sitting at 319. And as we work our way down, you know, that's going to be a big stand that I'm making going up against this Detroit team. But uh, really, no matter what, a majority of my builds on Yahoo because of the way the salary structures work out. If you don't play Derrick Henry, you're automatically needing to spend that money elsewhere. So I'm going to be going to Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson a ton. So of that group, again, I know you said you like Mahomes, obviously. You can make a case of any of those three is one of them. And this is going to sound like a stupid question, I will readily admit because we're still talking about the top tier. We're still talking about those big three, but is one of them more contrarian than the other? Lamar Jackson, I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson, for whatever reason, is a really hard guy to get a grasp on what's going on. And first of all, did you expect, I mean, I Latavius Murray was a big stand I made. He was like 1% on a number of sites last week. I thought he was a smash. He got that first touchdown. And then all of a sudden they had Devonta Freeman in there at a goal line situation. And then they had Le'Veon Bell in at the two yard line. And I lost my mind because I thought I had like the GPP winner. I knew that they were going to go back to running the ball a ton. They had a negative game script against the Colts and Lamar Jackson aired it out. It is one of those things where this offensive line is able to move the ball, and it doesn't matter who's behind there. I know Latavius Murray coming into this week is questionable, and I I don't really even care how that works out. Probably don't want to go to a ton of them there, but what you're really looking for from Lamar Jackson isn't the 400-yard-plus passing outing he had against the Colts. I think that's more of an outlier. Nobody's going to question that, even though he has been airing it out a lot more this season. Baltimore is a run-first football team, and you want him to use his legs. And if this is the day where they just go out and pounce them and he ends up getting some of these goal-line carries, you're looking at a massive ceiling that is comparable to Mahomes and Murray, and you're saving two bucks a buck, and you're you're reducing your overall rostership of that lineup. 8% for him that we have in our last run, uh, coming off of burning everybody last week. Even though Baltimore played fantastic and he was very efficient, he just didn't have the fantasy outing, and, and that's what you want. Kyler Murray, I think coming in with what, six or 12% more for him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doubled the, the roster ship. Lamar Jackson's definitely the contrarian way to go, but I think he's probably my favorite of the grouping just because of the rushing upside and the kind of ceiling that can exist there. And you don't necessarily have to pair him with anybody. I mean, Mark Andrews has been revelatory here of late again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's starting to come back into his form that he had two years ago after a down year last season. So maybe pairing him is a popular route to go, but Man, it is really hard to uh, to not like all three, but I, I think Lamar Jackson, if, we, if Slate started now, would be my, my highest rostered of the three. So it's interesting, looking at the optimal lineup right now available to you on Fantasy Cruncher, and you know you're, you're, what you're saying is not incorrect, uh, but I think it's interesting because Lamar is, and it's just him, there's, there's no stack, there's no game stack, there's no player stack, it's just Lamar from that game. He's in the optimal lineup, however... He's only at uh, 8% projected ownership. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, contrarian in the sense that he's not, he does not project to be very popular, but we do have him in that optimal lineup currently with, again, projected for about 24 points against the Bengals. Yep, absolutely. And and that's kind of what it is, is that he, he does provide a number of outs for you on the ground. And, you know, Kyler Murray has been rushing it a little bit less than I think everybody would have anticipated. He's been so, so good with his arm here. I mean, seven rushing attempts, six rushing yards. He's basically been a pocket passer this season, which 
I never really saw for Kyler Murray, but uh, coming into last week before, I mean, he's still through 66% completion rating, but uh, was leading the NFL in completion percentage. He's efficient. He's got a number of skill players, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, that can go over the top. And of course, he's got a number one in Hopkins that hasn't even needed to be utilized constantly here, who's been a red zone monster for them. Uh, not necessarily even the target hog he's been in previous years. So that Arizona team, there's a reason they're undefeated. They're firing on all cylinders. But uh, yeah, the, the Lamar Jackson thing for me, it just comes down to the ability that he has to blow open a slate. And, you know, Mahomes, you've, you're definitely stacking him up. Kyler Murray, I feel like you absolutely have to stack him up in his current form right now too. Lamar Jackson, I think he provides a lot of ways to get interesting in tournaments and considering he's the lowest rostered, easy choice for me. So our... Top value options at the quarterback position as thing, things stand right now. I mean, the number one, but he's not available to you on the main slate. So if you're thinking primetime, obviously, for another portion of this week, Trey Lance. Like, I mean, that guy's he's sitting at right around 10x value. But in terms of the main slate, which is, of course, more relevant to this particular program, you have Derek Carr at about 8x right now. He's projected for 20 points. He's $25 behind him. You have Matt Ryan. You have Mac Jones, who's got the Jets. Of course, he did pretty well against them last time out, one of uh, just the Patriots. Patriots couple of wins so far this year and again taking a look at at optimal builds I told you Lamar Jackson is the guy that is uh you know in in that top spot at at the quarterback position that top lineup however in terms of overall ownership at least in the number of crunches that I that I ran which is not a, a huge sample by any stretch but just to to get an idea of it Derek Carr again the value guy is far and away the chalkiest quarterback Ironic you bring him up because I was doing some prep before the show and there was a tweet and I'm just going to attribute to who I, I saw it from. Ryan Hodge is his name. He works for another site. Uh, seems like a great dude, uh, somebody that's been on Twitter relevant in the fantasy community for a long time. But he basically tweeted out Tom Brady is leading the, air, uh, the league in air yards thrown. And then uh, Josh Allen leads the league in air yards completed. And the guy who's in second in both of those categories is Derek Carr this season. Uh, pretty incredible to think about the, the way that he's been airing it out here. Against this Philadelphia team, we've seen Tyreek Hill have massive games. I'm not saying that there's any Tyreek Hill on the other side, but uh, Ruggs is starting to kind of come into his own. We know Darren Waller it hasn't been there. Uh, we're, we're looking for a lot more production than what we've had so far out of him at the tight end position, but super contrarian, I think, uh, for this kind of a slate where uh, I just think people have been burned enough times that regardless of what he's going to project out, uh, as I, I think that it's a pretty clear pairing that if there's going to be a ceiling game, I mean, he's coming in with a ton of of roster ship on Yahoo specifically at $21, but uh, other sites too, he's just not going to be nearly as popular because he's been down easy pairing for Derek Carr. You know, you need to stack him up once, maybe twice, uh, just constantly. I think it's a very clear path uh, for him going up against Philadelphia here. Uh, no question about it. Him, Jalen Hurts make good quarterback options, but for me, I've got to be also spending my money somewhere. And so for me, that's where I'm looking at those ceilings of Mahomes, Murray and Jackson and kind of prioritizing that a little bit. But, I mean, just seeing what he's doing through the air here, he's projecting out really well, just a little over 20 here at Osimo up against Philadelphia, $25. If you're going to be playing some Derrick Henry, I think it's really smart to, to find some savings, and Derrick Carr is a good way to do it. Well, you mentioned him, so let's go to the running backs. Derrick Henry obviously coming off just that absurd week that he had last week. I mean, the guy is it, – it's unbelievable what he yeah. continues to achieve, obviously, in the NFL and the fact that, I mean, nobody seemingly has the ability to tackle this dude. He is, of course, the projected top scorer and the most expensive guy at the running back position, tied again with Patrick Mahomes as the most expensive on the slate at $40 this Sunday main slate. But he is – 
projected for about 19 points and change Titans, of course, on the other side of that Kansas city game. So, you know, who knows? I mean, you may want to get crazy, put him and Mahomes in there. And obviously you have a, a cheaper rest of your lineup, depending on how wild you want to get Derrick Henry is, you know, he's, he's a favorite of yours. He is at the top behind him. You have Aaron Jones on the main slate. He's about 17 projected points. Well, cheaper at $33. You can dive down that much more. Not a guy that we talk a lot about. And when we do typically he's in the value territory, not a guy who is uh, considered a, a potential chalky play who is projected for a ton of points, but how about Daryl Henderson for the LA Rams? He is sitting at about 15 projected points and he is $27. So again, you know, a shade more than half the price of Derrick Henry. Could you make an argument to play him over Henry? Absolutely. You can play every single person wearing a Rams jersey, including their trainer up against the Lions. <laughs> uh, I might roster him. I, I got to get a salary first. Uh, before I, I roster he or him or her or him, uh, I, I'm not sure, but I absolutely love anybody wearing a Rams uniform this week. I, I think it's hard not to looking at this Lions team that is just surrendering a ton of yardage on the ground, 132 yards a game, 252 yards through the air. I mean, Matthew Stafford is projecting out. Uh, I had talked about him earlier. He's somebody that there's some leverage to be had with him, uh, stacking him up with a number of his pass catchers. Cooper Cup, we're obviously going to talk about, but Daryl Henderson is no slouch himself. I mean, you you definitely had a path with Daryl Henderson and Cooper Cup last week, and I think you can go right back to the combination again. They're 15-point favorites that they opened at. It's moved up to 16.5 at BetMGM, partner of Yahoo. I'm looking at Daryl Henderson as being a big part of my lineups, $27 against this Detroit team. If they are going to just go out and obliterate them at home in this fashion, I mean, you you get some of these large favorite running backs at home. I mean, this is also a spot. The the main guy, and again, I'm attached to him forever. Sony Michelle was limited this entire week, but he's expected to play in the event that he doesn't. I mean, it's just going to be Daryl Henderson even in garbage time. So keep it keep your eyes out for that as well. Uh, that game starts at 405 on the East Coast, 105 out here on the West Coast. He's definitely going to just be. Uh, a monster in this game. There's no way around it. He's produced over 14 fantasy points every single outing. Every single game, he's appeared more than 13 rushing attempts. He's got four or four rushing touchdowns on the season, and he added the reception touchdown last week. No doubt about it. Daryl Henderson's a great play. Are we overlooking Aaron Jones at all? Uh, no, we're not. So Aaron Jones, let me actually pull up his exact snap count because this is just coming down to the AJ Dillon problem, and there's there's no doubt about it that I prefer. Um, I, I prefer Aaron Jones is just like, a, a, I've always believed that Mike McCarthy was my favorite coach in green Bay history because he limited Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I just thought that as a Vikings fan, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, not having to deal with Aaron Jones. And now, uh, he's kind of being ISOed out a little bit by, uh, AJ Dillon here, only 59% of the snaps last week, 59%, you're going to pay $33 when we can get 90% plus workload even in guys that are in terrible spots or just on terrible teams, you know, we're going to talk about some, some cave dwellers down here at the bottom of, of the likes of Khalil Herbert, who is going up against the worst situation you could possibly be against a, an absolute pass funnel in Tampa Bay. But uh, looking at Aaron Jones, it is so hard for me to get there. He's an absolute pay up to be contrarian. He will have very low roster ship. You can't play a guy who's coming off of under 60% of the snaps that's starting to share work with Dylan, who, by all intents and purposes, looked really good himself. So Chase Edmonds is uh, the top value guy. Again, he's projected for about 14 points. He's cheap. He's $16. He is, uh, so again, not projected so much lower, obviously, than, than Derrick Henry. But 
We know what the ceiling is, presumably, for these two guys. He is about 9x value. You could also look at uh, Michael Carter is showing up against the Patriots as, as 7x value. Uh, how much I, I agree with that one necessarily, <laughs> he's there. Uh, Josh Jacobs at about 13 uh, projected points, $19, about 7x value, certainly in the optimal lineups. Uh, some of the chalkier backs, Edmonds, absolutely. I mean, he's projected for about 20% ownership. Uh, Leonard Fournette is about 20% ownership. Josh Jacobs is uh, who I mentioned is going to be a very popular guy. So which of these, you know, lower tier guys by comparison to who we were just talking about really stand out to you? So Chase Edmonds kind of freaks me out a little bit. $16 for him. Six and four rushing attempts the last two games, getting absolute boxed out by James Conner, especially in goal line situations. I've been playing Chase Edmonds in stacks with Kyler Murray just because he definitely is the receiving option. He's had over four targets in every single outing uh, this entire season. So I think Chase Edmonds, looking at his current roster ship, there's no way that I'm going to play him individually, but I will play him in some Kyler Murray stacks just to get different. I don't think people are necessarily uh, utilizing him the correct way if they're just going in and crunching lineups. The Michael Carter thing makes no sense to me. I understand that he's at $14, and I understand he's the lead back for the Jets, but he's the lead back for the Jets. And we have to look not just at value, but we have to look at what that ceiling looks like. There's a reason he's 2.8% rostered. And sure, if he gets in the box twice, if you think the Jets can score twice against New England, you know, we we already saw the problems that he had uh, first time around. And and I, I can't believe they're both playing this like these games this close together. But um, coming off of Zach Wilson, just getting eviscerated by this defense. I'm, I'm not super optimistic about Michael Carter's chances of getting some goal line touches, period. Where it starts to get interesting for me is Miles Gaskin at 3.2%. I'm obsessed with this Miami-Atlanta game. Atlanta just supersedes points like crazy. It's been a week off. Teams coming off a bye week, it's kind of like, oh, you forgot about me. They played the Jets in London coming off of that week. So uh, they may, they're maybe going a little bit uh, overrated here. You get Tua Tugavailoa back into the mix here. And Miles Gaskin definitely yeah, he's the has quarterback a for now anyway. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I know, At least this man. weekend, he's under center. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a whole nother discussion, my friend. Um, but I, I think Miles Gaskin just gets enough passing game role as well. We saw him have a super ceiling against Tampa Bay of all teams. Uh, it doesn't get much worse than that. Definitely uh, has to get some of that done through the pass or through the air uh, in situations like that. But this Atlanta team is not good defensively. I'm very surprised by this total. I have been the entire week. I've bet this total. I will continue to slam it. Uh, it's sitting at 47 still. That makes no sense to me. Give me the over of the game. Give me the over for both of these teams in terms of exposure to them. If you're watching along with us, and we hope you are, hit the like, hit the subscribe button on the Osmo YouTube pages. Not just this one. There are multiple Osmo YouTube pages, obviously, for fantasy, for sports betting as well. So hit the like, hit the subscribe whenever you are watching videos and the subscribe button in particular because you will get notifications when shows like this one go live and this is just one of many shows that are available to you not only throughout the week but even just today we got more shows coming up talking basketball talking hockey talking baseball it's all available to you so we encourage you to uh be part of the party obviously you can catch eric on a million different shows and i pop in from time to time as well so join us we appreciate it obviously and uh you can check out all these different tools that we've been telling you all about they're available to you with an osmo plus platinum subscription let's go to the wide receivers here eric and uh we're about half way through this program get your questions in in the youtube page or uh, in the osmo premium slack channel as well and we will by uh, all means get those answered for you help you build some lineups cooper cup 
he is the chalky receivers th- this week, or at least the highest projected one. We'll see about uh, 20 points just south of that 19 and change $34 behind him. Devonte Adams, who always has a uh, low floor, incredibly high ceiling, uh, or rather a high floor, pardon me, an incredibly high ceiling about there we go. projected points. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to disrespect Devonte. I don't need him coming after me. $35, same as Tyree kill, who is uh, very similar. He's about 17 projected points as well. You got Adams for green Bay against Washington Hill. Of course, that KC Tennessee game that we've talked a lot about already. And uh, if you want to keep going down a little bit, yeah, Calvin Ridley, uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, all these guys near the top in terms of projected points. But again, right there at the top, Cup, Adams, Hill. Who do you like best? Well, we just got news. Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins ruled out. That literally happened this second. I got that from an NFL report. And then uh, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams questionable. Uh, hmm. T.Y. Hilton questionable, expected to uh, not expected to play Sunday. So a lot of wide receiver uh, information that just popped up here. But let's start with the top end. I don't really know what people want me to say. Devontae Adams, $35 against Washington. The secondary, this entire defense has been disappointing this entire season. Absolute target hog. High floor, definitely, for sure. Tyreek Hill ended up practicing today. And Andy Reid, the exact quote was, quote, he's fine. So... There we go. Thanks so much, Andy Reid, for all of your input. Yeah, and Cooper Cup. Great details. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's the small things with Andy Reid. Yeah, I tell uh, you. Oh, my God. But anyway, Cooper Cup, $34. He should be the chalk against Detroit. There's no doubt about it. Over 10 targets a game here. Over five receptions a game. Seven plus in every single game, but the one outing against Arizona. His only game where he put up underneath 12.7 fantasy points. Super ceiling that exists there in this spot. There's no way There's no way around it. You need to have some Cooper Cup exposure. You need to have some Devontae Adams exposure. Tyreek Hill, I think if he ends up the lowest rostered, just out of the event people are worried about his injury, which it doesn't look like they are currently in our projections, um, You know, just having the, the Q tag next to him definitely can, can reduce a little bit of that ownership, but We know the kind of ceiling that exists there in this Tennessee secondary, which has been giving up the most points to wide receivers. You want to play all three of these guys in some kind of capacity. It just really comes down to reducing the overall rostership of the rest of your lineup and making sure that you're getting contrarian in other spots because all three are in phenomenal spots. All three are phenomenal plays. No way around it. Steven says Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin, 24 each with AB out. My, that's my jam this week. I mean, I'm going to be absolutely living $24 for both of them. Uh, Tampa Bay, if you want to talk about one quarterback that we, uh, we should maybe talk about Tom Brady. First of all, he's the GOAT. Second of all, this hmm. season, 44 years old, he is PFF's number one graded quarterback through the first six weeks. I mean, this guy has not lost a step. He keeps Ageless. getting better. It's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, we're talking about Derrick Henry being dumb, but I think Tom Brady is in his own capacity somehow dumber. This team is completely <laughs> pass first. It is absurd. Looking at our advanced stats page, I always go to the game script adjusted rush percentage, and they started to crawl back to being a little bit more run heavy. But part of that is that they're just blowing teams out of the water. And Leonard Fournette has been very serviceable, but you can pair him with Tom Brady as well. And then these two wide receivers are going to get so much volume. I don't really want to screw on this slate especially with the $10 floor that exists on Yahoo, where there's a number of plays for six, $7 more that we can get to Jalen Waddle, somebody that I really like this week, a uh, low a dot, but uh, we'll get to him here in a minute. I, yeah. I just, I, I love that call. I'm going to have absolute tons of Evans and Godwin. I think if the slate started right now, I definitely have one, maybe both in cash games on Yahoo. No doubt about it. Let's uh, take a little look here at some of the value options at the wide receiver mm-hmm. position. And let me see. 
All right. We have got, according to our projection, I know. Again, right back to near and dear to my heart, Jacoby Myers. He is projected for about 11 points. He's only 13 bucks. Of course, he's been something of a, I don't want to fully say safety blanket, but a reliable resource for Mac Jones. He's a guy that he has leaned on to some degree, although shockingly still has not found the end zone in his NFL career. And he's here. He should have. He should have. He should have. He definitely Last should week, have. team he watched the tape. Absolutely should have. You're right about that. He is about 9x value behind him. A.J. Green, the vet for Arizona, who is about 7x value. Devontae Smith, of course, the rookie there for Philly, about 7x. So is Christian Kirk back to that Arizona game. So uh, maybe it's Myers. But among this group, who do you really like in terms of a uh, salary savings? I don't know. Jacoby Myers. I mean, how do we not like him? He got the touchdown called back on him. It mm-hmm. was devastating i felt really really bad for him in the moment of it happening i was like there's there's no way this is oh yeah no he's snake bit getting in this end zone this is like julio jones on a whole nother level uh he deserves it so i think i think that also when you have guys like this that just never get in the box it doesn't show up in the box score and projection models don't take note of it except for ours because they're the sharpest in the industry so jacoby myers makes a fantastic play here in this spot the rest of the list that you kind of listed off, A.J. Green, I'm not really enamored going that direction. You have Corey Davis at $14. I, I think if you're going to play Jacoby Myers, you want to have a little mini correlation, which is all the rage right now in DFS. Uh, Corey Davis on the other side of it, uh, $14. Sign me up for that. Much more inclined to be clicking on that alongside a $13 Jacoby Myers. But let's talk about one guy that you didn't list off that I, I, just, I just have a feeling. And this is Sammy Watkins. I needed to see him out. Rashad Bateman might be a monster. Like Rashad Bateman for Baltimore. <laughs> Halloween's coming. You just lost Latavius Murray, so you lost your lead back. I mean, are they going to go to a bunch of Freeman? Are they going to go to a bunch of Bell? I doubt it. It's going to be Lamar Jackson, I would hope, uh, between those two dusty individuals uh, that you know are next to Medicare. Um, I, I really like Rashad Bateman now. Uh, Sammy Watkins getting ruled out. Big part of it. Played 65% of the offensive snaps first time out of the gate. Six targets, four receptions, 29 yards. Uh, I'm feeling like this is only going to progress up from him. First round pick. Uh, there's there's so much talent here. 27th overall. I, I I think Rashad Bateman might be a stand that I'm making on this slate. If I'm going to play some Lamar Jackson, he might be kind of the path, especially with that news dropping while we're on the show. That's something I'm very, very interested in. I'm starting to think that our pal Steven here is just a, he's either a Bucks fan or he's just honed in on that game with, you know, Gronk not playing, AB not playing. But obviously he already shouted out Godwin and Evans hey. and now says Ty Johnson, $10 sneaky Tampa play. Rah, rah for Skyuma, uh, Minnesota's finest, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Let's go. Uh, Ty Johnson, no thanks. I'm I'm just not going to do it. You have Scotty Miller. You have uh, you have all the tight ends that you know they're going to rotate between OJ Howard and everybody else. It is going to be so concentrated. Godwin. It's going to be so concentrated. Evans. I mean, the ten dollars salary floor is just not really necessary to to go take shots on this. We're going to have the salary. I, I find it hard to believe that when you only have one payup option, we don't have multiple at the running back position. So if we're going to get different at wide receiver, which it's going to be hard to do because there are some super crazy high ceilings yeah. listed throughout the entire position. I mean, Marquise Brown, $26. We know the ceiling that can exist there. Evans and Godwin on the same team. Robert Woods, $20. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, somebody that I'm going to play a lot, $16 in the event that you get uh, both Parker and Preston Williams out of that game. He just is becoming a target hog. And, you know, it's half point PPR. That's still good enough. I don't expect two touchdowns again, but Atlanta's secondary sucks. So uh, hashtag analysis with that. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling very confident that you don't have to get down to $10. If you want to take that shot and you want to try to get very, very different with some of your lineup construction, sure, try it. But Yahoo is not my favorite site to go do that just because it's not too hard to just get 2 or $3 more to get up to the likes of Jacoby Myers, Devonta Smith at $14 in the Vegas on the other side of that game, uh, Henry Ruggs at 15 Corey Davis, 14 Tyler Board, 14 Everybody I'm listing off is not hard to get to, and they just completely blow him out of the water. So uh, Stephen says, I am not a Bucks fan. How dare you, sir? And uh, Hunter says, Rashad Bateman over Marquise Brown. What do you think? No, Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about straight up, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. But one's listed at $26, uh, yeah. and that is not Rashad Bateman. trying to make a lineup work. We're making a lineup work. And not only that, we're, we're – we're capitalizing on some crazy upside and, and stacking it up in a way you play, you play him as a skinny stack. Just Lamar Jackson was a shot Bateman. You, you don't even necessarily need Lamar Jackson. Obviously it's just a guy that I see being somebody I did not expect 65% uh, of the snaps for him to play. He, he ran around on 90% of Lamar Jackson's dropbacks in that game. That was shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. So if you're going to give me that kind of a talent, somebody that I just loved coming out of college, uh, I'm going to sign up for it every single time. You want to be early to the party. You don't want to be late. Let's go to the tight end position. we got about 15 minutes left. Get your questions in. And uh, Travis Kelsey, we're always talking about Travis Kelsey at the top of the heap, especially with, uh, you know, some, not, not this, I mean, most of the key guys are available to you for that, actually. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you don't have like a George Kittle available with the Niners in prime time, but Kelsey, he's about 14 projected points. He's $28. Darren Waller, who has uh, not necessarily been the Darren Waller we expected this year, especially uh, since early in the season when he was getting all of the targets, literally all of them. He is projected for about 13 points as well, $21, so a lot cheaper there than Kelsey. Kyle Pitts starting to maybe come into his own a little bit. We'll see. The rookie at $19, he is projected for about 10 points. All those guys available to you on the main slate, along with Mark Andrews, who you shouted out earlier. There's uh, Tyler Higby. I know you're a big Rams fan this week in terms of roster those guys so uh, of this group who stands out most to you i also want to let it be known that uh tyler johnson has not played over 37 percent of the snaps in two of those games without antonio brown i i don't see it i don't see it at ten dollars he's not ron dale moore and i know he has tom brady throwing him the football wanted to close the loop on that because you know this is our show and we can do what we want so uh, <laughs> i enjoyed it 28 dollars, travis kelsey i get it he's going to come in very popular but i mean we've seen constantly this entire season travis kelsey there has not been a ceiling there lately. I mean, 22.6, of course, you would be ecstatic with that. Um, you know, I mean, that's ironically, his highest fantasy point total is what we have him projected for in roster ship at the moment. That's a fun little correlation. Darren Waller coming in with a ton of roster ship. I, I would be shocked if he got to 30% at $21. You know, Kyle Pitts is somebody that I'm going to just plant my flag with t- this entire week. I think at $19, he's going to come in very, very low rostered. And then Mark Andrews, $20. We just got word saying Watkins, Latavius Murray are out. I'm kind of reacting in the moment here. I got to be thinking that that starts to, to climb that roster ship for him. He's going to, I mean, he's been exceptional now the last two weeks. I mean, 13 targets, 11 reception in, in come from behind mode. But even the six targets, five reception game last time out uh, against the Chargers and that evisceration of them. It's just nice to see him back into the mix, having that red zone role again. It's been a lot of either Lamar Jackson, these running backs, or big plays to Marquise Brown. That's how this offense has functioned. Good to have Mark Andrews back into the mix. So I think uh, him and Pitts, 
I would rather get down a little bit lower, avoid a ton of that roster ship, consider you're getting 50% plus of lineups that are going to have Kelsey and Waller. Sure, have a little bit, but I'm not going to get close to the field if the slate started now. In terms of the optimal, it's uh, it's all about Darren Waller. All about Darren God, Waller. I mean, it's I know. 30% uh, projected ownership for him. Do you understand that? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, don't. I, I think it's more about the salary than anything else, though, right? I mean, it's just yeah. about the $21 and then being able to pay up at other spots around him. Because, I mean, you want to have a, a Lamar. You want to have a, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about Cooper Cup, obviously. Maybe Leonard Fournette if you want mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, get get above the, the median in a matter of speaking at the running back position. I, I suppose the Darren Waller thing makes a little bit of sense just because he's coming off at Denver, oh, Chicago, at Chargers. Crunches that I ran, though. Say that again? <laughs> I said, I don't know if it makes sense at 100% of the crunches that I ran, though. Yeah, I think that that's kind of a blind spot of it. I mean, part of it, you got to put in your your randomness. You might have to be setting some uniques. You got a number of things that might need to happen to kind of change that up a little bit. But, you know, 100% might be a little extreme, but I, I understand the value for it. Now getting a Philadelphia secondary, which uh, is definitely more gettable. I mean, Darius Slade, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not even looking at it. I, I don't care. I'm going to probably be way, I, I'll be way under 30%, but I mean, Derek Carr is going to be a popular option, should be against Philadelphia. I think it makes some sense to have some exposure in some of those stacks, but I think playing him kind of uh, on his own in this spot makes it a little bit more difficult to, to stomach when you have the ceilings of Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, who finally, finally showed what he's capable of doing here. Mm-hmm. I know it's not super exciting to get some of the other plays back into the mix there. Cordero Patterson's been, I, I can't even like process how good he's been this entire season. Uh, you get what's his face that just got activated. Uh, Russell Gage that just got back to the mix here. Uh, Mike Jasicki, Dallas Goddard. Um, this is going to be kind of the fascinating conversation point. He's coming in with 9.4%. Every time we've seen Zach Ertz out of the lineup over the last couple seasons, mm-hmm. the guy immediately becomes a target hog. If you want to get different, oh, I'm, Ertz, I'm not a big Ertz ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he gone, he gone. And he, he's, gone. He, he gone and he's in a better place. I'm just throwing that out there, but uh, Dallas Goddard, $17 for him. I don't play two tight ends much, but I think there might be some viability to a little two tight end stack there. Him, uh, just pairing him alongside uh, one Darren Waller and moving on with your day. Hunter here says lots of good tight ends this week. Goddard, RSJ, Gasicki, Waller, Andrews, Kelsey, Pitts. It's true. There are a lot, and none of them are priced outrageously. In terms of the value, uh, I think this contributes to Darren Waller being so chalky this week. He is your top value projected at about Six and a half percent X. Uh, Robert Tunyon is on that list. Uh, Tunyon's of Funyons. And of course, of course, Bucks love baby. OJ Howard. No yeah. Rob Gronkowski. OJ Howard. Yeah. He is, uh, he's only projected for six points, but at $10, that is, of course, six X value. Are you a buyer? Uh, I don't know if I am yet or not. Uh, I'm going to pull up some of the stuff that he had with Antonio Brown out last time, just to kind of have for a reference. I mean, the one nice thing is that he has been tra- he has progressively played more and more and more snaps as they've gone along. Part of that is Rob Gronkowski being out, but 65% now two of the last three weeks, that might be enough to get there. It's kind of a no man's land of pricing as well. Uh, one or 2%, I think he's definitely worth some shots and some stacks with, with, uh, with Tom Brady, but not somebody that I'm overly enthusiastic uh, to be getting to. You have Cameron Brate's existence there. That's never a great feeling either, knowing that they're both there. 
again, I, I just see these tar this target share being very consolidated between Godwin and Evans. That's generally the way that it's been. You do get some Scotty Miller, you get some Tyler Johnson mixed in there, but they would really have to hit on some big plays to pay off. Do you want to take shots with OJ Howard at 1%? Sure, but I don't see him being any kind of a meaningful play that, oh, I'm going to get 10% of him, no chance. So why don't we make the move here? We've got 10 minutes left. We'll, we'll look at the optimal lineup a little bit, and uh, obviously things will change in the next, what is it, I don't know, 44 hours ballpark until games begin on Sunday. And, uh, of course, we got to look at the DSTs. We have to, folks. you got to have them. So uh, Cardinals are the top projected defense at about 10 points. They are $22. Patriots, same vicinity, uh, points and salary, $21.00. About 10 projected points, closer to nine, I guess. The Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady's new team, nine points and change, $19. So, I mean, those are your those are your top projected plays. And then, of course, the Rams DST, because play the Rams anywhere this week, <laughs> as well as anybody. But uh, among that top group, <laughs> excuse me, what's your, your, your view of DSTs? Are you looking to, uh, you know, go down a little bit more value, or are you comfortable paying up for one of these? All right. So just kind of look at it this way. We need to be spreading out the exposure to the entire position constantly. Like that needs to be the name of the game. You need to kind of have it spread amongst all of these different positions, Cardinals, Falcons, Patriots, Panthers, all these mid teams that are coming in with 5% less. I mean, Arizona going up against Houston, $22. It's an egregious number, but if you're going to fade Derrick Henry and hope he has a bad game, you're going to have some ability to get up to that top end and, you know, $22 is a complete, complete overpay, but maybe not against Davis Mills, maybe not against Houston, and it counts as a roster spot. And so if we're looking to just kind of identify some ceilings with really, really low rostership, Cardinals, Panthers, both make, or sorry, uh, Cardinals, Patriots, uh, I really do like that upper end, you know, even getting to $21, $22 defenses. I almost never do that for sure in cash. You would never in a million years do something like that. The cash defense is pretty straightforward. Rams, $15. That's way too cheap against the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, have fun in your homecoming. Best of luck to you. But uh, that one's very, very clear cut. So anything else you do at the position, you know, if you want to get to the Packers, they're just way too popular. $12, not a very good defense. Uh, Tyler Heineke, I think I like more than the average human, but you're basically just looking for the randomness of a pick six or having a bunch of sacks and just kind of racking them up in that regard. And there are so many teams that can get to the quarterback, even Carolina going up against the Giants, even though Daniel Jones has been decent at avoiding pressure this season. Uh, Buccaneers going up against Chicago. Justin Fields has shown a lot of vulnerability there, even though uh, Tampa Bay does have a ton of uh, injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So look out for that. It's such a random position. Have fun. Rams are projected close to 20% ownership this weekend, that DST. So we'll see. Uh, safe to say, obviously, with all that we've reviewed in the last, I don't know, 45 minutes, that the Rams are your favorite stack this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely are. I mean, I, I love getting to the Rams. So looking at the leverage, we have the top stacks tool, and now it's updated for Yahoo constantly. So thank you so much to our team behind the scenes doing a great job getting the information out earlier in the week, Los, An Los Angeles Rams were just gigantically leveraged. I mean, they were looking, you know, 19% that's come down. They're still third on the board here, but they are the top stack 20% of the time, which trails Kansas city by just 2.2%. You have the quarterbacks both being owned in that spot. There's no doubt about it, but both are positively leveraged. They just have such crazy ceilings. So when I talk about why we want to be paying up, uh, for some of these spots, it's because you don't run into 20% plus top stack percentage very often, but that's what you get when you face Tennessee for Kansas City and you face Detroit for the Rams. 
So I was just looking the top value DST this weekend may or may not surprise you. It's the giants at uh, mm-hmm. about seven plus X value, seven projected points as well. And I mean, maybe, but honestly, and I know they got Caroline on the other side without Christian McCaffrey, but the giants, Ian Rappaport tweeted this out a couple hours ago for anyone that missed it. Questionable weapons coming up. You've got Evan Ingram, John Ross, Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, they're all questionable with injuries. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Cordarius Tony have already been ruled out. We know Daniel Jones is banged up. I mean, like, who's going to be playing for this team that is going to do anything impactful? Therefore, how much is the offense going to be on the field? You know, ipso facto, defense getting gassed out there having to spend the whole day on the. I just thought uh, this is like such a. I mean, find some maybe some value options in that offense, depending on on what happens, you know, as, as we get a little bit before lock on Sunday, obviously. But a, a Giants DST play this weekend. I don't see that. Yeah. And the, uh, the Panthers DST I see this week uh, sure. nearly yeah. almost three sacks a game that they're averaging here. They have multiple. They have three outings of four plus sacks. They get after the quarterback. Sure. They, they can secede some points as well, but a lot of teams are going to give up points to Dallas and Minnesota for all intents and purposes has been really good on the offensive end of the football. Uh, Kirk cousins has been revelatory here. That was an overtime game as well. Maybe dilutes that a little bit more even why they gave up 373 passing yards. But up until that point, up until that Minnesota game, they have not given up 207 yards passing period this entire season. They are not letting teams move the ball on them in that regard. And they only have two games and they're extreme outliers, Dallas and Minnesota, where they gave up 198 plus rushing yards. Otherwise they haven't given up hundred yards to a rushing team and their other four outings. So the Panthers defense might be for real. And now you're telling me that you're going to get no, Anybody, you're going to get no Galladay, Tony. So Galladay and Tony have been ruled out now, um, and, and as did Saquon Barkley earlier. So it's going to be a lot of Devonte Booker. Uh, holy shit, Colin Johnson. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just even like processing this. I'm telling you, Dante Pettis is going to be their wide receiver too. The dude was like the 18th string wide receiver for San Francisco for years that we tried to make a thing. Uh, it is going to be gross if you're a New York uh, Giants fan this week. See, it, it takes Giants in-depth injury talk to get Eric to start cursing on this program. Well, it, it just took me, you know, needing something, realizing it in the moment, and then <laughs> there were no other words to use. I mean, it was just had like... To, had a release. Uh, truly to, epic in the chat. Says, uh, better start this week full PPR. Rashad Bateman or Devontae Parker? I'm definitely going Rashad Bateman. Um, so Devontae Parker, I don't know what that snap count's going to look like. If you're telling me I have to pick one right now, and, you know, Devont- this is obviously assuming Devontae Parker is going to be healthy, uh, that he's even going to play. He's questionable coming in. Uh, Devont- uh, again, Rashad Bateman looked great to me. And uh, sure, low A dot, just kind of getting in the mix there. But uh, you're going to lose Sammy Watkins out there. He's already the wide receiver, too. I think he's got a huge frame, has the ability to get some some massive games, I think, underneath him. And I, I want to be early there. So yeah. I think looking at it even now, Devontae Parker could be active and you could still only see 50 percent of the snaps out of him. So I'm not willing to take that risk. Give me Bateman. I'm looking at Sunday's optimal right now. And again, mm-hmm. a lot of time for things to change. Basically, two full days and things, believe you me, will change. So like I could read down this lineup for you right now. And you could just steal it and, and sprinkle it into your lineup. And I don't think it would necessarily be the best idea for you because, again, <laughs> a lot is going to change. But what I think yeah. is interesting, you know, your chalkiest plays in terms of ownership projections for this weekend, Edmonds, 
Fournette, Ridley, maybe Waller, Cup. Those, mm-hmm. those are those are your biggest plays. And I, I guess I'm curious. Do you think all of those are going to hold? Who do you think is going to fall out in terms of being real chalky come Sunday? That's a great question. I mean, I Thank like you. to talk, so I, I think I have something. I have I have an idea. So here we go. Don't obsess about where everybody is individually. Uh, look at the overall construction of your lineup. And this is kind of my, my final talking point. I think it just comes down to when you're making lineups and Alex Baker talks about this all the time is he crunches out thousands and thousands of lineups. He's making yeah, simultaneous crunches constantly. Yeah. He, he knows a little bit. I'm trying to get better. Uh, and, and he's kind of the key way to do it using the tools on the site that we have. So when you start seeing the way that it fluctuates, I mean, I have my assumptions about what I think will happen. I think Cooper Cup ends up higher rostered than 21.3%. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill probably comes down a little bit. People are probably a little uncertain the same way that I talked about Devontae Parker just now. You're paying $35 for a guy that you know didn't practice until Friday where apparently he's fine and it's a quad injury. It's not like, it's not like something in his shoulder or some... I mean, this is something that could literally affect him when he's on the field. We all know how dynamic he can be, but it's not like there aren't other options that exist in that offense. Um, We've got to start looking at it more of how are we constructing our lineups with our stacks? How are we finding ways to be different? You you can play chalk in like two out of three, two out of every three spots you have in your lineup. As long as you're getting different with like two, three spots and really, really lowering your, your overall roster ship. We have the lineup builder, which does such a good job for that. Check out the YouTube channel. We have, we have tons of videos all the time with Josh Engelman and Alex Baker building lineups on Friday mornings where you see what that contrarian ranking is. Focus more on that than trying to just obsess, oh, is he going to be 25% or is he going to be 20%? Try to build your lineups more in accordance for how the overall sum of the product is going to look and make sure that you have your correlations down. I mean, make sure you have the right stacks, the right attack, build the game scripts out in your mind, see kind of how they're going to play out. Kyler Murray to Chase Edmonds. That's a stand that I've been taking multiple times rather than playing Chase Edmonds alone. I just don't see that happening for him. So uh, I'm just kind of looking forward to Sunday because I think this is one of the best tournament slates to really focus on your correlations, really focus on what you're trying to accomplish with your overall lineup. And you don't have to worry about so much. There's going to be some popular plays that go off. That doesn't mean you fade every single one. All right, fam, we got to go. Coming up in about five minutes, uh, the Prize Picks show, Prize Picks college football show, a little DFS talk. You'll have Jordan and Matt. Uh, Laffy and Adam will be together at 445 until 6, NBA Deeper Dive, getting you ready for a busy slate in the association tonight after a rather light one with just a few games yesterday. And uh, at 6 o'clock, 6 to 7.30, of course, it's NBA Live Before Lock. Uh, presented by our friends at Yahoo. You will have uh, Ehrenberg and Terry breaking it all down for you. So do tune in for that and a whole host of programming (laughs) coming up for you on Saturday and Sunday, obviously, uh, throughout the weekend. It's going to be very, very busy. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be back with you next week. Eric and I will be together uh, on Tuesday talking a little NBA again. So that'll be a good time. Uh, Our thanks, obviously, to Tyler, our producer. Eric, I mean, go back start building start crushing all those crunches and your lineups and everything like that Mm -hmm. you got a you got a busy evening coming up here too can't wait nba back it's it's the best time of the year this a great nfl sunday to look forward to best of luck to everybody hope hopefully you were able to take a little something from mr adam my and myself and again it's always nice to work with a professional yeah at the very least you hung out with us and we appreciate that (laughs) hit your like on the way out the door thanks for being with us we'll talk to you again uh next week more shows on the way in just a few minutes Thank you.